Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everybody. Cheryl Atkinson here. Welcome to another edition of Full Measure After Hours. Today, we're going to hear from a frontline researcher in the battle against coronavirus, I'm going to ask him some questions maybe you have at home that have not been asked when you've been watching some of the coverage on the news, things about the antibody tests and the true origins and length of time that coronavirus may have been in the United States. So stay with us. Do you have something to say and want to make your own podcast? Let me tell you how to do that for free with Anchor. Anchor has creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. You can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's all you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. From my viewpoint... Really, the biggest news looking forward when it comes to coronavirus besides the economy is the antibody testing. The possible test that we'll be able to take, hopefully in huge numbers very soon, to see how many of us have already had coronavirus, maybe asymptomatically, as they say, which is the majority of the cases, according to CDC. Maybe as many as 86% of people will get coronavirus, they say, and have no symptoms at all, or have symptoms so mild they're never diagnosed. But if you've had it under those conditions and you are then immune to it, which is presumed at this point, though perhaps not proven, but Dr. Fauci says he's pretty confident that'll be the case, then, according to the scientists, you have little to no risk of getting it again and carrying it to other people. And those people who've had it then can help get the country back to work and not worry about carrying it to high-risk populations, especially if there's a resurgence. So that is just one of the things I asked John Dye about. John Dye is a frontline researcher that I recently met at Fort Detrick, U.S. Army Medical Research Lab. He's the chief of viral immunology at U.S. AMRID. So here is a little bit of what he had to say. What does your job right now entail as it has to do with coronavirus? So as of about three weeks ago, we have stood up the coronavirus capability here at USAMRID. Uh, so as of right now, we are currently growing the virus, characterizing that virus, and we are charged with developing high throughput screening to be able to detect if we have things that work against that virus that could be used in clinical studies, as well as developing animal models to allow us to assess those drugs, treatments, and vaccines that we're developing. In simple terms, is it accurate to say that you're testing all kinds of things that could be used to make medicine? That's exactly right. So right now, we are in a battle. We're actually in a fight with this virus. And 
the number of tools and weapons that we have to work with is very minimal. What our job at this institute and around the world is, is to develop as many tools as possible so that we have multiple ways to go about combating in this fight. So it's gonna take many different ways of combating this virus in order for us to succeed. And we all need to come together as one to actually have this help. Can you take me back to when you heard there was a coronavirus that was gonna be an emergency situation in this country, what you thought and then what happened immediately? Yeah, so I would say that first I heard of it was when the outbreak occurred in Wuhan and there was information that was coming out of Wuhan and China about this coronavirus. So I was familiar with coronaviruses before from SARS-1 and MERS, and there are other four coronaviruses that are actually circulating in the population, the United States population on a yearly basis. They just aren't lethal. What makes this one so different? So it has to do with the genetic makeup of this particular virus. So those coronaviruses that are circulating in human population, they actually have been in humans for a long, long time. This particular coronavirus jumped from an animal species out of that species and spilled over into humans. Those are the type of viruses that are possible pandemics or epidemics that can lead to large scale lethality. So when you have something that goes from a organism that it is normally living in and pops into the human population, those are the type of viruses that we have to be worried about. When was your moment where you thought, oh no, this is gonna be an emergency for us? So honestly, as soon as it started to take off and I saw not the lethality rate, the transmission rate of how many people were actually becoming infected in China, I knew it was just gonna be a matter of time. We are in a globally interconnected world. We are an eight hour flight from anywhere now. So there is no more my backyard and your backyard. Everybody's in the same backyard in the whole world. So it was just a matter of time before it jumped on a plane and headed somewhere else. And so what do you do in the job that you have here related to that as you see the emergency coming several weeks ahead? So we started scaling up immediately to be able to have the reagents necessary and the tools for us to be able to respond. So we started ordering the reagents that would be necessary to allow us to be able to hopefully develop the assays that are needed for us to be able to move forward in fighting this particular battle. If there are people who've watched the news and tried to get information, but they don't understand what makes this so different, because they know a lot of people die of the flu every year, mm -hmm. what would you say is the answer to that? I would say that it's the transmission rate, how much it is transmitting from one person to the next. So the transmission of the flu is normally about on a scale of what they call it two, which means if I have it, I can spread it to two people. They're talking about this particular virus as if I have it, I could spread it to four people. So you're talking about doubling that. And when you exponentially create that out, it provides a much larger web of infection. So is it accurate to say, even if it turned out to be killing people at a rate similar to flu, if it's reaching more people faster, there could be more deaths with coronavirus. That's exactly right. So you would have more lethality because it's reaching more people more quickly. And then you also have to take into consideration the load that that then puts on the hospitals and the, the first care responders to being able to respond to that. You may not have enough equipment to allow you to be able to respond to a widespread infection. Things we may or may not know. Can it be transmitted through what they say aerosol, like a spray that hangs in the air? Well, st so it depends on who you ask. We're still learning about this virus. It takes years to actually figure out questions like you're asking right now. There are some studies that have shown that it can last in the air up to five to seven hours. 
There are other studies that say that it's only in the large droplets, so therefore it's dropping out of the air very quickly. So is it a true aerosol as opposed to a fomite in those droplets? We don't really know the answers right now, and sometimes it's more dangerous to put out information that we don't know for sure scientifically is backed. Is it likely that a lot of Americans, perhaps millions, have already had coronavirus, this, this strain, and are immune to it, they just didn't know they had it? It's possible, most likely not from something before this particular outbreak. I believe that there are probably a lot of people that are walking around right now that had this particular SARS-2 coronavirus, and they, their immune response responded, they controlled the infection, and they were asymptomatic. So I think what is needed is widespread epidemiology, which is the study of your serum to see, did you see the virus? Are you responding to the virus? So therefore you know that most likely if you got infected again, you would not succumb or have any deleterious effects. To be clear, the test that shows whether you have coronavirus is different from the kind of test that would be given to show if you had it and defeated it. And exactly. Are from it. So the test that you get when to see if you have coronavirus is called a PCR test. It actually detects the virus RNA to determine, do you actually have that virus right away? When you clear the virus, you don't have the RNA anymore from that virus. What you're looking for is your immune system, your antibodies to that particular virus, are they present? Which then gives you an idea of, could you handle that infection if you saw it again? As a professional, any interesting theories, thoughts, or reflections you have so far about battling this coronavirus? As I said, I think that what's important to understand is that we are in a battle, and it's going to take some time to get through this. And there are things that the normal everyday person can do, such as washing their hands, such as social distancing, making sure you take care of people who are in those high-risk demographics. But also know that the scientists behind our lab coats in our, in our laboratories are working as hard as we can for vaccine development, therapeutic development, and new diagnostic testing, because I think it's gonna take a coordinated response of the whole world working together to be able to combat this. If something like this were to happen again with a different virus, would we have to go through this all over again? So if it's a totally different virus, we would. But I would hope that what we would do is we learn from this particular outbreak and this particular pandemic so that we would be better prepared for the next virus that comes along. So there's a preparedness office in the United States called ASPR that actually is responsible for this. I would hope that we would have that office in place so that we're able to respond to any pathogen that comes out of the woods. That was viral immunologist John Dye at Fort Detrick, one of the U.S. Army medical researchers working on coronavirus. If you want to hear more from John Dye or see what he looks like in person, he is on full measure in the upcoming episode this Sunday. That will be April 12th. And that story, if you miss it live in our national television broadcast, you can always watch replays online. These segments are posted after they air on TV sometime around maybe noon, a little before, a little after Eastern time at fullmeasure.news. And hey, check it out, because if you're only getting coronavirus news, which I think is being well covered in television and cable and print news, but you want to know what else is happening in the world, you can watch replays of Full Measure anytime. Go to fullmeasure.news for that, or go to CherylAckison.com and click Full Measure at CherylAckison.com and all the cover stories, which are still relevant today, but some really fascinating news coverage outside coronavirus can be found there, and you can binge watch 
if you want to see what else is going on in the world. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and I hope you'll subscribe to Full Measure After Hours and my other podcast, the Cheryl Atkinson Podcast. You can listen for free anywhere you like to listen to your podcasts. And I'm pleased to announce you can pre-order my new book. It's called Slanted, How the News Media Taught Us to Love Censorship and Hate Journalism. You can pre-order that anywhere. Do your own research, make up your own mind, think for yourself.